0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to track battle. Hey! Hey! Hello everyone, you are listening to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host, Bags, super fan and lover of all things, Extina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random buy our fancy random track wheel, discuss them, and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Hmm. Let's find out which songs are going head-to-head this episode. Are you ready Fighters? Let's spin the wheel! Glam! And that is going up against... Dynamite! that cheeky track wheel has put a bionic song up against a keeps getting better decade of hit song yet again well these are the rules and without further ado we must talk about these songs so let's first start talking about glam glam was released in 2010 as a track on the album Bionic and it was produced by Christopher "Tricky" Stewart and written by Christina, Claude Kelly and Tricky Stewart. And Tricky Stewart is this big pop R&B producer. He's produced for a lot of artists. I've especially loved the work that he's done with people like Janet Jackson, Beyoncé, and Mariah Carey. He's very well known for producing the song Single Ladies by Beyonce. So he's got a lot of hits under his belt. Big, big hit maker. And I've loved the work he's done with Christina on Bionic and also on the burlesque soundtrack. So when it comes to glam, Christina said that she sort of wanted to write this song to send models down the runway to, And she's uh, cited John Galliano as a sort of main inspiration behind this track. And Claude Kelly, the songwriter who co-wrote the song with Christina has said that they sort of wanted to do this ode to Vogue by Madonna and Christina has cited Madonna as a big influence throughout her career so I do like how this song is sort of a love letter to fashion because fashion has played a big part in Christina's artistry and Glam actually was planned to be the lead single from Bionic and um, was actually confirmed by Christina during a magazine interview with Marie Claire and she did this really sort of cool photo shoot with this white piano and she had the bangs and she was talking a lot about how um, futuristic elements were sort of taking part in the music that she was creating and she was giving a big teaser to Bionic because up until this moment she'd sort of been very quiet about what she was doing so um, it would have been really interesting to see what the album era and Bionic in general would have been if Glam was the first single because as we all know Christina had The album Done and Dusted, and Bionic was done, and then she went off to film Burlesque, the film with Cher, and uh, she came back from filming the film and uh, was sort of feeling very inspired and rejuvenated to record more music and also on the advice of a record label was recording more music as well and these sessions culminated in Woohoo, Not Myself Tonight, um, I Hate Boys and ultimately Not Myself Tonight was chosen as, as the first single over Glam so it would have been really interesting to see how the album campaign would have sort of fared if Glam was the first single could things have been different, could things maybe have been I suppose less traumatic for Christina fans at the time because as we all know as fighters Bionic was a bit of a a a tough time for us uh, with the way that everything went with regards to that but I mean it stood the test of time it's been one of those albums where it's developed a cult following over the years and it's one that has been really really appreciated um as a fighter, I mean, speaking for myself, I love how experimental she went with this album, and it was showing a completely different side of Christina that we'd not seen up until this moment, and it sort of really made me fall in love with her more as an artist, because, you know, at this moment she had nothing left to prove, she had got all the success, and she was just letting the music speak for itself, which, and I, I really admire, and she's still doing that to today. So Glam is this um, electro hip hop inflected finger snappy sort of sassy song and I do love the percussion elements to it and you know the finger snaps and I think there's actually a rain stick on there which is really really cool but that's the beauty of this song it's so it's sort of letting the instrumental also come to the forefront as well as Christina's vocals. Um, and on the album, the song is preceded by a spoken word interlude called Love and Glamour, or Love and Glamour, as Christina says it on the album. And it's about how important fashion is to life. Um, and I love the way Christina says glamour on the song, it's so tongue in cheek and it shows her humorous side. And I really like that that's sort of been highlighted here. And, um, you know, Christina has always played with fashion, and fashion's been a forefront. In the way that her artistry is put across and she's always pushed the envelope with the way that she's dressed and there's been some really iconic looks that she's had you know from the scarf bra at the mtv music awards um you know all the way to stuff in the music videos you know the leather chaps she's been a trendsetter when it comes to fashion and i think that this song shows how much she sort of appreciates that and how important that is to her and going back to the interlude i do like that Christina has interludes on her albums. Um, you know, she is the queen of interludes along with Janet Jackson. And I sort of like how it's not just a load of tracks on an album. It's, it's a body of work and how it all connects. And the interludes are so well done. Um, and it just sort of sees how you can dive headfirst into her vision. And that's you know one of the reasons why I love Christina so much, because she really puts her heart on a plate in terms of her artistry and the way that she likes to put that across in albums. So we've been looking at the favourite lyrics and favourite parts of songs and for me, uh, for Glam, it's the breakdown after the middle eight, so it's the now snap, now clap, now dance, now stop. I love how sort of interactive it, it this part is of the song, um, and I think the reason why it's my favourite bit is I suppose it really wasn't my favorite bit before I had seen the song in a live setting and glam was included in the set list for the Vegas residency, the experience. And it was also used as sort of this dance interlude during the X tour in Europe and Mexico. Uh, and it's sort of like where male dancers came out and they lip sync the song and, and her other, and her female dancers came out as well. And, uh, you know, they sort of vote and in the uh, Vegas residency, they sort of handed out lollipops, which was really cool. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, they sort of really worked the crowd, which I really liked, and I think that's why that part, because that part of the interlude when it was done in, in, in the concert setting was just really, really good, and Tramon, who's one of her dancers, really worked it with the voguing and, and the dancing, so really, really good, and I think, yeah, that that's probably the reason why it's my favourite part. And I think, you know, going back to how important fashion is, I do think Christina does like this song a lot because, you know, she still um, has revisited it um, in sort of July 2020. Uh, sort of following on from the 10 years of Bionic that was on her social media she uh, posted a video of herself on the platform TikTok which she'd recently joined um, and she lip-synced glam and sort of vogue to the song um, and did the blush on lashes long mascara strong um, with each parts and adding that to her face and she sort of started this hashtag let's get glam challenge which I, I, I really like and I like that Christina is sort of revisiting some of her tracks which she may not have um, in the past and sort of bringing those to the forefront and sort of letting fans enjoy it in, in sort of a completely different context. Um, and, you know, she's such a big fan of makeup, you know, you can see that from, from TikTok, but the way that she's used, makeup to sort of change the way that she looks and to sort of portray her artistry throughout the years and throughout her career has been really really interesting to see I mean Christina loves makeup and it shows I mean there's even a scene in the film burlesque that she's in about makeup and how makeup is so uh, important it's like uh, instead of painting a canvas it's painting your face I think that's what Cher said in this scene it's a nice touching scene where they sort of bond over Share uh, is sort of bonding over Christina doing makeup, Christina's character Ali doing makeup for the first time properly. So, um, you know, it's, you know, it's, it is a love letter to makeup as well it is, as well it is to fashion. And I think Glam is one of those songs where Bionic was sort of really deemed ahead of its time um, in light of things like fashion and the way it's tied to that community and also even you know the drag community and drag culture, with the way that it's portrayed live as well, with the the backdrop and everything like that, and stuff like fashion and and drag culture has become obviously very very mainstream over the last few years. And sort of twenty ten when the when the song was released, it wasn't really at the forefront. It was there, if you know, obviously if you went looking for it, it was there, but it wasn't as mainstream as it is today. And you know, Christine has always been a big advocate for, you know, fashion and and even drag culture as well. And you can see throughout her career that. That she has visited these areas a lot and uh, been a proper advocate for it and like I said 10 years ago it wasn't in the mainstream and Christina has been incorporating stuff like this into our artistry way way before it became a trend and this is why I love Christina is because she's always ahead of the game when it comes to trends Um, and she's so on the ball with everything and even to some respect with the artists that she works with, you know. For example, Sia, she started to work with on Bionic for the first time, way, way, way before Sia started writing for other artists like Rihanna and Beyonce and Adele, and uh, and Sia had a lot of mainstream success herself. And you know, she this is so she's so switched on, Christina. This is why I love her so much, um, because she she knows what works. She knows that um, this is a, a good thing. So yeah, Glam, really, really great song. I do love the song um, and, you know, I would have loved to have seen it as a single, you know, with a full on music video where Christina can live this sort of fashion fantasy. Um, So yeah, it is one of my favorites from Bionic, I have to say. So let's move on to talking about Dynamite. So, Dynamite was released in 2008 as part of the Greatest Hits album, Keeps Getting Better, A Decade of Hits, and it was written by Linda Perry and Christina and produced by Linda Perry, and it was part of this sort of futuristic teaser that was at the end of the album, um, which... christina was saying that this is sort of the direction the music was going to be taking and of course this was going to end up being bionic and so we had these four tracks at the end of the keeps getting better decade of hits track list so we had last episode's winner keeps getting better we had a rework of genie in a bottle called genie 2.0 and also beautiful called you are what you are beautiful in parentheses and also dynamite and um I remember Linda Perry saying I think in the interview or somewhere or other about how they recorded quite a lot of songs for the Keeps Getting Better sessions and Christina actually personally chose Dynamite and Keeps Getting Better to be on the album and I think Linda was saying that there was a lot of other songs, even stuff that was unfinished or stuff that was done, which she potentially may have preferred in, in her own eyes but you know, Christina is the the decision maker, she is the executive producer, so she gets to decide, and Christina's got such a good musical ear, so she knows what works, Um, but it would have been, I would have been very curious to see what else they had worked on uh, in this, in these sessions, I can imagine there's, you know, many a song in Christina's vault that us fighters would, generate a left kidney to listen to, um, you know, from all the album sessions that she's worked on, So Dynamite, like I said, is sort of this electro pop, this futuristic sounding um, song with sort of a bit of an 80s twist to it as well. So it's almost like a throwback as well. And um, it's very, very different for Christina because um, for me, she's sort of very experimenting with the way that her voice sounds, you know, especially in the chorus. It's part of the songs sometimes doesn't even sound like her. And, you know, this is what she was doing on Bionic with exploring different textures of her voice. So it's definitely living up to the name, that it was going to be a teaser for what was to come. And, um, you know, Christina's known to be this belting vocalist, but I do really like it when she experiments different sides to her voice because, you know, she's not afraid to do um, these things. She's not afraid to experiment and take risks. And this is why I'm such a fan, because she has taken so many musical risks throughout the years. I mean, she has zigged where everyone else has zagged at the time where everyone was doing very R&B-influenced music in 2006 she released a jazz inspired album which is so risky but it so paid off in the end because you know for me that is where she's been taken seriously as an artist um so that's why i'm such a big fan and i will say that again and again and again and again um So we've been talking about our um, favourite lyrics and favourite parts of the song. And for me, uh, for Dynamite, it's the outro. So where she repeats, uh, dance until the morning on a velvet sky. For me, that's really, really catchy. And um, also the texture of her voice here as well is so, so nice on the ear. And she's got all these ad-libs that are sort of layered over the top um, with all these different textures and sound of her voice. There's like a lower register bit, there's a higher register bit. and then there's the uh oh, uh oh, um and that bit of that like, please feel free to diss my singing. That was terrible. But like that over the top, it's just so so catchy and um that, that's what makes the songs the, the whole song for me. Um I, I really like that bit. And I remember when um the when we had sort of the track listing um released for Keeps Getting Better a Decade of Hits, you know, there was so much fan discussion about it online, um, about what she should have on the track list and what she shouldn't have had on the track list and some people were vibe for things like car wash and um you know can't hold us down and you know in some territories those weren't even on the the, the track list at all um and i remember when the song titled dynamite came out on the track list there was a lot of hype because i think it was just the title alone that had people hyped um I mean i was i was on that hype train um but it was just one of those songs we thought oh my god this is going to be a really explosive song and to me i suppose it is an explosive song but um it's sort of a slow burner um and you know just going back to episode one how we were talking about how versatile she is um especially the work that she's created with linda um this is a testament to it and I love how they sort of inspire each other even through different genres that they worked with and I remember at the time Christina was being so inspired through a lot of what she was doing um you know even through like her musical influences and her visuals you know she had the bangs and she was fully immersed into this sort of mini era this sort of pop art Barbarella type thing um you know even through the stuff that she was doing on the side so she had a perfume at the time called Inspire which I think was only available in America I don't think it was available in the UK but it's sort of this pop art inspired commercial with um you know these pinks and and dark colors and things like that and i think she remembered i think i remember she sampled the song 17 by Ladytron on there and I remember at the time i was being i was so excited with how versatile christina was becoming and sort of showing a different side to her artistry so love 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 um if you haven't heard dynamite do go and listen to it it shows a completely different side to christina and um it's you know such a great song so we've talked about dynamite and we've talked about glam but we've got to choose a winner. Oh my God, this gets harder and harder every episode. Right, I think I've got a winner. So, let's have a drum roll, please. And the winner is, GLAM! Round of applause for GLAM. So, the reason why I chose GLAM as the winner is for me, this song has been a complete grower over the past 10 years it's been released. And I think the only reason that sort of sealed the deal for me was when seeing it in a live setting with the dancers and hearing that bass booming through the speakers, it was just absolutely brilliant. So yeah, Commiserations to Dynamite, it's still an amazing song and I do love bopping to it every time it comes on, on my Christina playlist. But yeah, Glam's an absolutely brilliant song. Um, So, well done Glam. On the next episode, we will be looking at what is arguably her signature song versus a track that was supposed to be on Stripped. Mm, so it's a Stripped Track Battle face-off. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at XDinaTrackBattle. Track Battle. Peace out.